You are listening to Hot Talk. And this is where all the gender talk happens. Let me start by welcoming you all to the seventh episode of Gender Art Talk, and we are very happy and excited you listen to every of our episodes. Thank you so much, and God bless you. And today we have a great and a lovely guest here, Miss Grace Anoforo, a gay rights child activist. That name sounds familiar, yeah. She was our guest last week, and you will also enjoy her this week as well. And the anchor for the interview is Aremo Eludiri Isaac on the topic Handed but Handicapped 2. Wow, it will be a really great and nice time. So let's journey together as I hand you over to Aremo Eludiri Isaac and our guest, Miss Grace Anoforo. And also don't forget, you can join us on Twitter with the hashtag GHTalkPodcasts and also on Facebook with the name Gender Art Talk. Thank you so much. We will be back for the interview in full after the short commercial break. I remain my humble self, Gideon Uluwashayo, Babalola. Thank you for listening. You are listening to Hard Talk. And this is where all the gender talk happens. Pedophile can um, actually control himself not to uh, have uh, 
Mulai ibu kau itu anak seksual. Seksual. Ah, ibu kau itu anak seksual. Well, not to act on it, you know. He can, he or she can control himself or herself, not to act on it. Okay, now talk about sexual love or sexual desire for children. Uh, does it have to do with eighteen plus or below eighteen? Below the adolescent age, below thirteen. Okay, below thirteen. Yes. So anything from thirteen is not pedophile. That's not a pedophile. You ha- you have to be attracted to a child that is not that doesn't have the uh, the pubescent changes. You know the changes that come when adolescents you know start to show in a child in a or child. A, a girl or a boy. So before somebody gets to that level, if you are attracted to such a person, to a child, someone who is not there showing the changes, then you are pedophile. Okay, so even though we don't want to dwell much on that uh, pedophile for this episode, uh, let's go straight to uh, some of, uh, some other pressing talk questions we want to ask you on this episode. Now let's talk about it. Last week I somewhat enjoyed your uh, conversation with uh, Ruth Alajite, even though I was wondering what did in service. It was an really amazing one. I, I saw how much you spewed, uh, uh, so much information you spewed. I'm like, uh, are you sure you will not come arrest you wherever you are? Uh, but I uh, thank God that you made it through a one uh, another week, so I'm very sure they are not very close to adjusting. Uh, so let me ask you this question: um, You've experienced some of these girls' stories. They tell you their story. You've actually probably shed tears for some of them and something like that. Now, some of those girls that shared your, uh, their story to you, even though we want you to keep them uh, confidential without mentioning their name and um, what about uh, what other information, can you just share their story? Okay, um one of one of them would be this one touched me very well because it had to do with um the mom was involved. She was um I I think sixteen or thereabouts and her mom was married to another man, not her dad. You know, this case that, that like she had a stepdad, mm-hmm, a stepdad. So she was working for a man I think it was this um, pharmacist, and the man kept making passes at her. But of course, she wasn't so close to her mom, so she was not. She was not. She didn't think she should talk to her mom about it. So the, the man kept making passes at her. She thought she could handle it. Of course, the boys those girls, and so she thought, okay, she could handle this. But it got to a stage where the man asked her to come. I think he took her to the hotel or he told her to come with him. I don't remember but she landed in the hotel in the hotel room with the man and she got raped. Now the, the issue was telling her mom. When she told her mom, her mom was going to ask her not to tell her the stepdad because if she told stepdad, according to the mother, if she told stepdad, he might look at the mother like you are irresponsible. How can your daughter get Raped, you know, and all that stuff because of the stigma. And the girl was worried. She was, she felt, uh, you know, this thing. People will first ask you, "Come, how did you? Did you? Were you sleeping? How did you enter hotel room with a man? Are you saying you didn't know how? You didn't know he wanted to go and rape you there, or what he was going to do something, you know, and all that stuff." So she was really worried, and she was actually scared she might get pregnant. So the kid got reported to me through somebody who my organization has the jurisdiction to do any to press any charges. It was when um partner with the organization we had just like that. But the mom was not even interested. You know, she said no, blah 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 and all that. 
stronger case got blue. It was something that it came because it was something that we had to power to to uh, fix to complete but the you know, family member was totally against it. So we just had to leave it. We very difficult to um help the girl with um the counseling, how to get the Okay, now let's talk about what you just said. Now, you mentioned the word rape in the case of this lady that you talk about. Now, is it that they actually started from the place of they were raped in most cases? Well, um, for a few people, yes, but mostly, uh, I believe that child marriage um, is usually arranged. Okay, what do you mean by that? Uh, like, because of like family, um, put up children or Kind of thing, and it happens in the north, uh, the northwest and northeast of Nigeria. And even child marriage that happens in other countries outside Africa, most of them are usually arranged by family. Okay, now let's talk about that arrangement. Now, does it mean that when family arrange their daughters for marriage below this, yes. the, the age probably is supposed to get married, or does it probably sure. have to do with? The fact that probably the family is not doing well financially, or probably they're having some kind of difficulties. Yes, from research, okay. from research, from my research, I discovered that many of these parents, because of abject poverty, very terrible poverty, they fix their daughters their out, you know, sell them out into marriage just to be fine. They get paid, you know, they get, you know, this in law status, okay, the in law is. Helping to take care of us. So, most of them is because of poverty. Okay, now let me ask a question. Yeah, uh, I'm going to share the story of the second child that um, you want to share with us. You talk about being paid and then giving their child house uh, uh, also in marriage to a man like that. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, as a civil child, how would you feel if you're in that shoe? Very bad, of course. Very bad. I don't even know if you imagine it. Very bad. I sometimes I, I put myself in their shoes and I feel really bad. It, it makes them feel worthless. Well, for some of them, it looks like it's a normal thing. They are used to it. After all, when you grow up in, in an environment where you see your older sisters or older family members or older ladies who got married at 13, 14, so of course you'll be expecting them to come and try it too. And so when it happens, it's like a normal thing to you. Like, okay, this is it's time for me to do it. So, I believe some of them are putting it to it, especially in the north. I'm talking about those in the north. I do, I'm not so sure about other parts of Nigeria, but in the northwest, I'm not because my focus is actually child marriage in the north. I've done a couple of research there, and that's what I'm that's what my teammates are actually focused on at the moment how to um, reduce the incidence of yeah, or the prevalence uh, of child marriage so, in the north. So I'm talking about North Africa, North Africa, State now. Okay, I think also if I want to talk about the North, I think I also have some experience uh, down here in the North, and um, I've seen some of those girls, like you say, also. But uh, just yesterday, I was hearing from the news that uh, uh, the chairman of the what was the Northern uh, Governor, that is the person of uh, Solomon Alon, the, uh, the Governor of Plateau State, was saying uh, they started a law. Yes, Now, I actually brought about the conflict that we are discussing, which is 
and them on hand if you understand the fact that also you agree with us that most of these ladies in question or these girls in question so let me use one ladies because i think yeah. we just look more My mature <laughs> so let me use what girls in question and i don't know why i'm not talking about boys in question also but let's talk about girls in question so most of these girls actually have a vision growing up they want to become a doctor they want to become an engineer they want to become a lawyer probably some of them also want to become an advocate like you also and then somebody just comes from nowhere from i don't know from the planet and comes around and uh, have their end in marriage now what is the of their dream my Dream is cute. The only way such dreams can be brought back to life is if they are freed from that marriage. Because marriage over there, especially as a woman, as a girl, takes you off off life. This is real. This pays me the more. Because I heard that when they get married over there, they are secluded, automatically secluded from the public. I don't know if it's culture or whatever it is, but so you can imagine dream what dream do you want to have now? Where is the dream coming from? It's cute. You can't do anything again. You have become a property of whoever marriage. Well except he decides to throw you out because I I also learned that when they tire of their wives, they they can decide to discard them and marry somebody else. So probably that um if the girl is very resilient, very strong, she probably could pursue her dream which is in most cases very very unlikely because um i, I stumbled across a, a study or a research where um they said that governments over there and some other organizations have been have been proving that uh skill acquisition can help to rehabilitate the girls who are child brides former child brides who are now divorced you know and to help them to come back to their feet and all that stuff, you know. And the research showed that it was a lie. Skill acquisition had nothing to do with rehabilitation. The results I saw there, the results showed that many of the girls who were given skill acquisition or whatever it was called, some of them left the place after the, the intervention project was rounded up. And even after they are, they are giving them skills and giving them a couple of resources to stand up, but Trauma. This thing is is trauma. It is trauma. It is a very what is skill acquisition. You have to actually focus on your health first, because that thing is mentally draining. I mean, child marriage. Marriage alone is draining. Then you not marry as a child. Do you know how it is? You 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 are taken away from your loved ones, from your family members. You you are you are faced with um your you're probably young a younger wife. So you're faced with your older wife. You know, and the adult children of your own husband, you have to meet his sexual needs. You know, you imagine, you know, the whole mentally draining. So I don't see how how somebody would even have dream I want to come back or how what skill acquisition wants to do because he's gone. You have to focus on the psychology first. Mm. Have to help her. To, you know, you just have to rehabilitate that part, the mental health. Is suffering, is suffered. So you can't be thinking of skill acquisition. Oh yes. So that result was actually when I read the study, I I agree with you that it's true. It's true. It's going to be very difficult actually. Oh, it's so disheartening that it is really happening at the tip of our nose. And uh, it's been an amazing over 15 minutes, I guess now. And um, it's just as if we 
just started and uh, okay i think uh, <laughs> we need to go for a break or we'll come back and we'll take the few questions we are going to be able to take uh, after these two questions okay that's fine you are listening to hard talk and this is where all the gender talk happens Yourself, 
as large as you are, you force yourself into the ground. And and you don't expect such a girl to, to hate you so much to say, I'm not justifying I'm not justifying murder, yeah, but I mean like that thing is enough to destroy somebody's mental health. It is enough. It is enough to cause depression. Because she didn't know where she stabbed the guy, the man. She killed him because of that. So this thing this thing I had we have so many mentally ill women. Then there's substance abuse in that part of the world. You won't believe that among women. <laughs> I was shocked when I said it. Among women in the north, it's high. Substance abuse, codeine, is high. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Even though there was no study that sh- that linked um that linked substance abuse with child marriage, actually there was no study. I wasn't like there was no study that linked it. However, why? What do you think? Like why would codeine abuse? The use of codeine be high among women in the north. I mean, like what else would cause that? <laughs> What else to cause that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say again. Like, I'm bitter, and um, a lot of questions, a lot of questions actually popped into my head. I want to ask you, but then, um, especially considering my time that I have with you. Okay, now, for what you just said, I actually got something. Now, from this place of uh, uh, a girl child uh, getting married early, now, do you, is there a change? Like probably a mother got married early because of uh, first child marriage, then the child she gave back to actually have to go through the same uh, situation. Okay. Is that a change in that? Definitely. I was going to mention it as one of the effects. Okay. It's not a cause. There's usually a cycle, and it's linked with poverty. Poverty and child marriage they are linked. If you notice, the northern part. Of Nigeria is the poorest. In poorest, terms of poorest, I mean economically. Really? Why do you think we have? Yes, I'm not talking about. Of course, we have food and all that stuff. Because, uh, the, the world knows that Nigeria is one of the richest, I mean, countries when it comes to natural resources and all that. No, we don't make use of them. So I don't, I don't mean food and natural resources and all that. I mean when it comes to socioeconomic uh, status many of them you know are poor why do you think this is because women the girls are just they are not they are not investing in their girls child marriage is one of the causes when you marry every little girl out and you don't she doesn't you don't, you don't invest in her future you don't give her education you don't allow her to make money you don't allow her to contribute to the economy of of her community her society and the nation at large how do you expect I mean, how, when you starve half of the population of education and empowerment, because which economy are you looking for? There can't be economy anywhere now. There can't be. So this thing is actually a strike. When you marry, child marriage happens now. Like I, I mentioned last week about a bridge here, that you have so many women with children, so many young women, many of them with little babies around. They want to grow up and... A woman who doesn't have education and has nothing to offer her children, the only thing she can think about is, ah, how will I marry this girl out to make some money for myself? And so the cycle continues. The cycle of poverty and the cycle of child marriage continues. So it, it just happens like that. If there's nothing you can do about it. It happens like that. Well, I don't know where my uh, my mind has traveled to, like, seriously, sister, yeah? Like my mind, I've traveled far, resonate a lot of things and things like that. Okay, um, 
our time this is almost like 25 minutes down the phone has already uh let me ask you probably i don't know probably this is going to be like my last question um so if there's so many questions i want to ask you now um not in nigeria and um some other developed african countries uh, we have i was reading about somalia lately and i was thinking uh, about some other african countries like that and i also read out to listen to hear some of those things that um, some girls are actually passing through, or probably some children are passing through this kind of Now, what do you think is the right approach to solving this or eradicating this bad marriage in uh, Africa and of course Nigeria? Okay, first of all, I think we should start with um, education. Education, basically. Um, there was a, a study um, by, I think it was World Bank, I think it was sometime in World Bank actually released a they released something and they said that each year that a girl goes to school her chances of getting married early reduces so i think that if we can push education like push it let's see how we can improve scholarships i mean we can improve access um these girls should have access to scholarships you know free education let's see if this thing will reduce and that's one, that aside, we also need to um, educate the, the um, parents. They need to understand, these people don't understand that these girls can actually lift them out of their poverty. Many people believe that the girl is just useful for uh, 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 sex and, and um, um, baby making. That's all, that's all there is to the girl. So there's really no need to invest to make her something things. Let's just invest in making her fine and, you know, appear adorable to them so that that person can jump her. So I think that if we can, um, if we can, if we can invest in that, let's see how we can let parents understand the importance of the girl child and push education. Let the government partner with non-government organizations. Let's see how we can put one of the strategies my own organization is using to reduce child marriage in the North is to put more girls in school. We believe that when more girls are in school, there's a tendency that when the parents know that, okay, this schooling that this girl is doing can lift us up, lift us out of this abject poverty. But yeah, let, let her remain in that school. We are not even paying for school fees. We are getting it free. Let her be there. That way, you, you hardly find people getting married at such age, 12 years, 13 years. So you can push education and, um, lift this ignorance, ignorance level, the ignorance level of, of our people, this some of our parents, if we can help them, I think um, this will reduce, child marriage will reduce. Okay, um, uh, I think we have to go now, but um, I don't know when I'm going to share the second story with us, so, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, but uh, let's, uh, let's just talk the wrap up so, for this episode, I don't know, probably we're going to have a third episode of this same topic, I wouldn't know yet, but uh, let me ask you uh, what's your advice? I want you to advise just in some minutes, in a few minutes, I want you to advise the government, the stakeholders that are actually involved in this education, parents, and of course, the victims, the girls and the boys in, uh, that are actually involved in this. Okay, um, partnerships will go a long way in helping us achieve education for um, in other in order to reduce um, child marriage, if we can work together, if we can work together, if I'm one of the goals of the, the 
to hard talk and this is where all the gender talk happens I don't get that lot are you looking for a reliable vendor to get all your internet data bundles airtime and cable TV subscriptions look no further smartlinks enterprises offers you the best deals when it comes to internet data bundles airtime VTU cable TV subscription examination resort checker cards electricity bill payments and others our services are available on bulking retail contact us today on 0813 smartlinks fast affordable and reliable you're listening to hard talk and this is where all the gender talk happens I'm bored using my WhatsApp. Really? Yes. My WhatsApp status is filled with tongues. So you've not heard of Lehu TV? Which one is Lehu TV again? Huh. Lehu TV is an online TV with the best WhatsApp TV platform that can give you the very best experience on educational posts, job updates, relationship and hookup requests, sports gifs, even funny memes, comedy posts, airtime giveaways, MCNs, and lots of other benefits. Wow. That sounds more like what I've been looking for, sweetheart. How can I connect with Lehu TV? It's simple. Connect with Lehu TV on WhatsApp with 0816-083-0314. Lehu TV, more than WhatsApp message. This is the hub of Edu Infotainment. You're listening to Hard Talk. And this is where all the gender talk happens. Welcome back from that interview section with Aremo Edudiwe Isaac, um, with her guest Grace Anufo. I'm sure you had a very nice time with her, you know, talking about child marriage, especially in this part of the world where we still practice it very, very well. Imagine not having a life, having a life dictated to you because of your gender, getting married as young as 11. 12 years old. It's very, very sad. It's sad in my heart. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you very, very much. You can also join the talk. You can join the program on Twitter with hashtag GH Talk Podcast. 
or Facebook on Gender Heart Talk, or you can send a text message to 081 6607 On behalf of the production crew, we say thank you very much. I remember Isaac Gabriel Mabalola, my beautiful self, Ola Salami, and Ola We say thank you very much. Okay, so we'll meet again next week, same time next week, Friday. Have a wonderful weekend.